Okay, well, thank you again for letting us come out and share with you. We try to like to come up and do updates, you know, kind of on a yearly basis if we can. We have about, our Pondre camp, we have about 60 churches that we try and get to every year. So, and there's only about three, there's only three of us right now doing this, so we have to do a lot of churches. But but it's really an exciting thing to be able to do that because, you know, being able to come and see the different churches and the people and the, their love for the Lord and to have that same spirit of conviction uh, about the Word of God. And that, that is, is really encouraging to me. And like Pastor Jim was saying, the Word of God is what will change a person's life. And it's not, this is something that's really uh, uh, been a, uh, uh, a real eye-opener, per se, is, is to say, you know something? How do you really, you know, Scripture says that when you become a Christian, you get a new heart. And the thing is that, you know, what does that really mean? It means it's totally different. Just like Pastor Jim was saying, he, as a child, he was in jail, all that kind of stuff, and now look what he's doing. Okay, what happened? What was the difference to make that happen? Well, when you, when you come to realize that as a Christian, it's the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, that comes in and changes you and changes that heart. I've got several stories I want to share with you about people's hearts being changed. I began working in the paper mills of Hamilton, Ohio at 16. At the age of 45, I lost my job and began drinking heavily. Eventually, my drinking problem and my overall demeanor became so terrible that my wife of 27 years left me, and my children stopped speaking to me. I lost our home, both of our cars, and essentially all of our possessions. I was homeless. Uh, I was a homeless man left to wander the streets. I ate out of garbage cans. I drank anything with alcohol in it. I was truly a lost soul. I stayed that way for three years until I finally decided to check in to a Samaritan shelter. While there, I learned uh, where I could buy drugs. One night, when I, was, when I decided I had suffered all I could stand, I bought a large amount of heroin. My intention was to inject the entire amount at once in an effort to kill myself. With the money I had left, I checked into a hotel. As I sat on the bed with the drugs next to me, I opened the nightstand drawer in hopes of finding a notepad to write a few last words. Instead, I found a Gideon Place Bible. I turned to John 3, remembering a scripture reference from many years ago when I attended church. When I came across John 3.16, I set the Bible down and prayed, God, if you, if you come to save the world, if you, ca- if you came to save the world, please save me. At once, it felt as if a light was shining on me. And I knew that I was not only loved, but my life meant something to God. I flushed the drugs down the toilet, and I cried tears of joy as I gave my life to God and accepted Jesus as my Savior. Today I am employed as, at a convenience store as a clerk. I live in a small apartment, and I have uh, reconnected with my wife and family. Together we attend a small county church outside of town. I sing Amazing Grace all the time as I give God thanks for me. Thank you, Gideons, for providing that, that Bible for me. It was the difference between life and death. Okay, I, We've got thousands of stories of where people come into a hotel, pulled open the drawer and got that Gideon Bible, and saved them, uh, stopped them from killing themselves. Uh, it's just it's amazing what's happened there. Isaiah fifty five eleven. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not... Return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing where, uh, whereto I send it. 
That's one of the, that's one of the main mission. That's the main mission of the Gideons is to get the Bible into people's hands so that people can become become saved. And the thing is that the when you, when you come to we as Gideons have come to realize that that it's the Word of God that changes people's hearts. So the main thing for us to do is to put Bibles in people's hands. So wherever we can put them, we do. We put them in, in uh, shelters. We put them in uh, hotels and motels. We put them. Uh, we give them to the. We we have uh, opportunities to give to the police, fire, uh, and uh, uh, the, the services industries. Uh, you know things like that, and it's uh, it's a blessing to be able to do that. Um, I stole a Bible. That's what Lorraine wrote in a letter to the Gideons. In fact, she said that when you steal a hotel Bible, you must really need it. In Lorraine's case, she most certainly needed it. She was staying in a hotel in Las Vegas. Lorraine was tired of gambling, and she had just lost all of her money. Lorraine was disgusted with herself. She started to read that Gideon Place Bible in her hotel room and decided to take it home with her. As she continued reading God's precious word, her whole life changed. God forgave her sins and cleaned her up. When she closed her letter to the Gideons, Lorraine wrote, You are not losing anything when your Bibles are stolen. You are gaining souls for his kingdom. And that is what really counts. You will never know how many lives you have saved. One of the things we always tell the the hotel people is it's okay for, you know, they'll, they'll apologize, you know, a lot of times and say, well, you know, people are stealing your Bibles out of the, out of the, out of the, the rooms. And we tell them it's okay. It's okay. If they're taking them home, read them. That's just fine. You just call us. We'll bring you some more, you know? So it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's almost, it's kind of a interesting situation to be able to, to hear th- those kind of problems. The problem inside. I'm a police officer in San, San Antonio, Texas. Early in my career, I started to realize I was only temporarily solving a problem by arresting, arresting people and taking them to jail. Many of them were going to get out of jail and go back to doing what they had gotten them arrested in the first place. The problem was not the crime that they were caught committing. That was only the symptom. The problem was whatever was inside of them causing them to think committing a crime was okay or what they had to do. I started buying cases of personal workers' testaments and providing them to people I booked into jail. One day, I responded to a call about a disturbance. I parked on the opposite side of the street a couple of houses away. When I returned to my patrol car, I noticed a man mowing his lawn. He stopped mowing and approached the patrol car. He asked if I remembered him. I replied that I did not. He told me I had arrested him a couple of years earlier for possession of cocaine. I looked at his home and his yard and told him it seemed as if he was doing a lot better now than before. He responded that he had received a New Testament from me when I booked him, and it had changed his life. The guy's name is David Smith in Texas. So never know what's going to happen. The mission of the Gideons is to to, uh, distributes God's word, and to evangelize the world for Christ. Gideons are made up of Christian businessmen and professionals who are members of local Protestant evangelical churches. Local memberships are, are located in over 201 countries around the world. Gideon Bibles and New Testaments are written in over 101 languages and are distributed either individually or in public locations where large numbers of people have an opportunity to encounter the word of God. 
Bibles and New Testaments are distributed to, to students in the fifth grade and above, police, fire, medical, and military personnel, prisoners, and individuals. Key locations include hotels, motels, hospitals, doctor's offices, convalescent homes, violent shelters, prisons, and jails. Gideons began distributing the Word of God in 1908, and today there are over 300,000 members in over, in over 200 countries around the world. Um, and uh, it's two years ago now, but two years ago, April, the Gideons gave out their two billionth Bible. So, and they're hopefully, they're on, 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 uh, uh, what's the word? They're on track right now to get, to give out a third billion here in about seven years or less. So it's a uh, pretty, pretty major. Last year, Gideons gave out about 84 million Bibles and we had, and we had, 10 million requests that we couldn't fill. So it's, uh, uh, that, that's an encouraging thing to have. Um, wh- why do we come to churches? We partner with you. You partner with us. We're grateful that for, for your willingness to partner with us so that we can get those Bibles. We come, we ask for an offering, we take that money, and we go purchase Bibles, and we send them. We, send, we, we put them here in the States, in the hotels and motels and whatever, and we also send them overseas. Overseas, the Gideons over there have camps, stuff like that, but they don't have the funds. Most of the countries don't have the kinds of funds that we have in America. So we, we usually send, up the line, send out the lion's share of scriptures to these foreign countries. And then, they, then they, what they will do is they'll take those scriptures and do a scripture blitz. We had a, uh, one of our uh, uh, Gideons here from this camp this last fall. Uh, went to Chile and participated in a scripture blitz. And they gave out about 80,000 Bibles in that one week. And, uh, and what they did is when they did, they, when they traveled down there, the Gideons International sent with them all these Bibles, all these Spanish uh, language Bibles for them to give out. And so they, they give those out, and then if they have anything left over, they leave them there with the pastors and, uh, you know, for their people. So that's, that's, that's our, our, one of our, that's our main functions that we do. The other thing, prayer. This is a praying church I hear. So that's an encouraging thing to me. Uh, we pray for you. We pray for your, we pray for you, Pastor Jim, by the way. Uh, we have a, 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 mon- a Monday morning prayer meeting with the Gideons. And so we, we pray for all the churches and their pastors and, and wives and, and the congregation. So we're great that, but you pray also. I know you do. And we covet your prayers as Gideons. You know, it's, it's getting difficult. Our society is so much diffi- more difficult today. Uh, we have a real tough time getting into the public schools. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, virtually all the public schools, we cannot get into the public schools anymore. Um, you know, we can stand out on the sidewalk, but we have to go to court to do that. So it's, a, it's kind of a sad thing about that. Um, the, uh, um, but prayer really does work wonders. We had a situation here. Um, here it's been about it's been about two years ago now. We were trying to get some. We wanted to put some Bibles into a medical facility there in Priest River, and the gal that the gal that was uh, running the facility, she was a Christian, but her boss was not, and her boss was out of Sandpoint. And so she said, you know, we came and said, hey, could we, you know, could we put some Bibles here? And she said, well, I really would like to have some, but I don't know if my boss will will okay that or not. So I, she's not very, you know, she's not a Christian. She's not really into that. So we said, you know, something. We're just going to pray about that. So we prayed and said, you know, you talk to your, your boss. We're going to go home and pray, and then you let us know. Well, about a week later, she called and said, she said, yeah, my boss said, yeah, that would be just fine. 
So we said, okay. <laughs> so we brought some Bibles over, put in there. So, you know, we're grateful. We, we try and cover those things with prayer. We covet your prayers. We would really appreciate you remembering us in prayer. Um, because it's so important for us as we're going out to, you know, to distribute scriptures as to be able to, to get into the places. Hilton's now, Hilton's, we're having a tough time getting into Hilton's hotels. They don't want us there anymore. You know, they're catering to the more of the Muslim uh, aspect of things. The Marriott's are still okay with us. They like us. So, but, uh, you know, it's those hotels where people need that Bible. Um, the other thing, too. Uh, I don't know if you have a, a card, a Gideon card rack, but one of the things that we also have, and we have, we usually keep card racks in the in the churches, is uh, the memorial cards. Uh, one of the things that this has been become a, kind of a neat little situation here is that so those of us, uh, you know, in our church, we've had we had about seven people die in the last year and a half in our church, and close people, people's spouses and whatnot. And so, you know, one of the things that we have done as Gideons is that we use these, these uh, memorial cards to um, uh, send a, you know, you send a card to the people and whatnot. Well, what a, what a neat deal is you'd, you'd send that card to the, to the living and, and let them know that you're going to place some Bible, have the Gideons place some Bibles in that person's name. And it's kind of a, it has, you know, it has kind of opened some doors for a lot of people, and it's kind of a different thing, way of doing some things. We have done this several times here, my wife and I now, just use a card, you know, with some people that we know, and said, you know, we want to, we want to play some Bibles in uh, so-and-so's name. And so they were very grateful, you know, and we always got very, you know, positive response about that. That's something that you can do here, too. Um, you can also become a Gideon. We always need more Gideons. You know, we had a very wonderful couple up here. A lot of you know Phil and Kay Tobin. They were just faithful Gideons up here, and they, they took care of our north area up here. You know, and they, they had to move over to the coast to be with their, their folks, but, or not our folks, but their kids. And, uh, and so we don't have anybody up here to kind of do that. So we have to, we have to come up here. So um, uh, if you would like to become a Gideon, uh, it's a it's a great little thing. It's a, not, there's wonderful feeling to give out a person, give a Bible into somebody's hands. Say, why don't you take this home and read it? Just a wonderful feeling. So, um, we uh, if you can't be a uh, Gideon, you can be a friend of Gideon. We got another little program here. The uh, uh, friends of Gideons. Okay, a lot of people can't be a can't be a Gideon. One of the things uh, a pastor cannot be a Gideon. One of the things that Gideons believe is that the pastor needs to be focused on his congregation. So they do not want the pastor to become Gideons. However, anybody in the... They, they, but they can become a friend of Gideon. Okay, and what that does, basically, is it just makes some contacts, gives, you some, gives, the, gives the Gideons some, your contact information. And what you get then is you'll get, a, you'll get kind of an initial package uh, that you'll get in the mail, but then you'll get a, a monthly update on what the Gideons are doing. Okay, and this doesn't cost you anything. You don't. You're not. You're not uh, obligated for anything. This just just puts the information in your hands. To what's the Gideons doing? You know, here in the country, in the United States, and around the world. So that's a nice little program if you're interested in that. Um, another thing too that we have. Um, how many of you have smartphones? Anybody have smartphones here? I just learned here this last year how to use a smartphone. It's taking me just a little bit longer than most people, <laughs> and I still don't have it down. Well, the Gideons have a little app for the smartphone. And what you can do, this is a, this is a Bible. What this is, you can just download this for free. Just go on Gideons.org, uh, download this on your, on your uh, 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 phone, 
and you'll have a Bible uh, in in your phone there, and it has uh, it has it in a couple in, in a couple of English lang- uh, translations, or, or uh, yeah, and but then also too, what this has on, on this app is it will read the Bible to you. Okay, if you're if you have you know if you're poor poor eyesight and whatnot, you can just pop this up, pop this on, and it will read that passage to you. Um, it's also got the Bible in over 1,100 languages and um, dialects. And what, what you can do is you can, you can punch up the, the particular language you're interested in, punch that in, and it will read the, the Bible to you in that particular language. We've got a friend, I've got a friend that does a lot of traveling, and he goes into, when he comes into the cities, and he gets the Uber drivers and that kind of stuff. Most of these guys are, are foreigners and and are uh, driving these taxis and so he'll ask him he says hey when's the last time you've uh, uh, when's the last time you've heard your language spoke and he said oh never or 10 years or whatever and so he says uh, how would you like to hear your language spoke so he'll pop up there find out what their language is pop it up there and then have the have his phone start reading it to him and they go that's cool he says can i have one of those and then he'll just send it right to them and uh, that's been a really uh, a really a fun thing uh, for uh, a lot of people in dealing with that, with that getting that, but that's a nice little tool to use. Um, another thing that we have, and we just uh, here this last week, uh, my my good buddy and I, we we like to give out, to make sure that the the all of the Christian schools in the area have Bibles and whatnot. All the kids have Bibles, so we just we just got to the uh, got down to the house of the Lord this year this this last week. And uh, they had 80 kids there. And so we gave them, we were able to give them these little New Testaments. These are the, these are the, the, the uh, junior high, high school age. And then we also gave them this little booklet here that the Gideons come out. This is the Gospel of John. And it's written basically for junior high, high school age. And there's lots of little notes and little funny little scribbly things in here that high school kids and junior high kids like to do, you know. And they're, they have little... Uh, uh, notes from other kids who have had who have read it or something or had little notes, and it's kind of a little encouragement to them. And it's, this is a, this is something the kids can still pass out the word of God to their friends in school. That's still legal. Okay, so we encourage them to take these and give these to their friend because uh, the Gospel of John is right here. That's a good way to good good way to get to know Jesus that way. Um, <clears throat> the um, just one other thing here. I think we've talked to you about uh, the the uh, uh, the Gideons in China. I think I think maybe I think some of us have talked to you. Maybe maybe not. But here about it's been about seven years ago now that the Gideons were in in uh, discussion with communist Chinese government. And one of the things that one of the things that was happening in China at the time is that the uh, workers. The, the the government the only workers that would do the work in China were the Christians, the, the Christian believers. They would come, they would come to work, and they'll do the work. They wouldn't complain. They go home. Well, everybody else they wouldn't come to work, or they wouldn't do the work, or whatever. So one of the things they started they started putting two and two together and say they start thinking you know maybe we ought to allow some religious things in the country. So they started doing some of this. They're going to they allowed Muslim, they allowed Catholic, and they allowed a bunch of other. But but Gideons happened to be in the right place at the right time. And you know, if you read the if you read if you read the news and everything, the the Chinese they're they're coming hard coming down hard on all the, like the home churches and the underground churches and all that kind of stuff. They're hammering those people really well. But the the Chinese government have their state churches. As long as you go to the state church, you aren't you aren't bothered. 
Okay, well, what happened was the Gideons got involved with that. And so they got involved with the government. They said, okay, you can come in China and give your Bibles out only if you do the state churches. So he said, okay, we'll do that. And so, so the, uh, in about, it's been about three years ago now, but they, one of their dis- distributions, they came, they came to one of the state churches. Well, word got out to the people that the Gideons were coming, and they were going to have Bibles. Well, one Saturday, 9,000 people showed up to get a Bible, get a, get, a, get a Gideon Bible. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, God is going to work in many different ways, you know. We, we don't, you know, a lot of times we don't see how God's working, but even through a state communist-run system, the Word of God is still as powerful as it is in any other way. So we're really grateful. We're grateful the Lord has done that. Who knows where we get to keep on doing that. Lord, only the Lord knows. Anyway, those are some things that, that, uh, that, uh, that's going on right now and some of, some of the updates and whatnot that's happening with the Gideons. Um, we thank you for letting us come. Thank you for sharing with us. Um, oh, I was supposed to talk about money. <laughs> we, we don't want you to. One of the things that Gideons wants to do, if you want to give us money, that would be awesome. Great. We take your money, we go buy Bibles, and we send them. That's what we do with your money. Okay, none of it goes to our overhead, none of it goes to that kind of stuff. Any of the overhead at the national office, whatnot, we pay dues, and that pays their salaries and stuff like that. But your dollar buys a Bible, and we, it gets sent. So that's that there. But one of the things that we do encourage you, we don't want you to give us money. We don't want you to take out of your normal church giving that you have for your pastor, for your, for your church program, stuff like that. We'd rather you do, keep your money here. You know, and, and if you're going to give us money, give that, give over and above what you would normally give for your church. That we just think that's important here, you know. You're, you're a body of believers. You, God is using you here to touch people's lives here. The people that come through this door, that's the people you're ministering to, and you need the funds to do that. So we encourage you to do that. But if you, if you want to give us money, we'll, grab, we'll take it. We buy Bibles and send them on. Uh, I'll be back here afterwards. Uh, you can ask me any questions you want. I've got some Bibles here. If you want to take a Bible home with you, got, can't take my foreign Bibles, though. <laughs> Those cost me a lot of money. <laughs> but, but you're welcome to look at anything back there. Any of the, the other Bibles there, you're welcome to take one home with you if you like. Got one more story for you. Last year, how many of you remember the mine cave-in in Columbia? The 12 miners? Okay, did you hear that on, on the news? Okay, we know something. The news didn't quite tell you the whole story. But I'm, going, I'm here to tell you the whole story about that today. There was a little girl in Columbia that received a Gideon New Testament at her school. She was really excited to have that little book and wanted to read it. She took it home and showed her dad the little book and told him the man who gave it to her uh, uh, told her that it was God's word to all of us. Her dad said to her that, th- that they were Catholic and that the priest told them what was in the Bible. He said for her to give him the book, and he would read it, and then tell her whether it was a good book for her to read. He put it in his his work vest pocket and took it with him the next day into the mine. Later that day, there was an explosion which caused the cave-in, trapping the 12 miners. Unfortunately, her dad was one of the miners. It took four or five days for the workers to get to the miners. When they did, however, all 12 miners were dead. After, after an investigation, the miners' things were returned to their families. The vest was returned to the family of the little girl, and in the vest pocket was the little New Testament. On one of the pages was a letter written to the little girl from her father. It said that this was a good book for her to read and that she should read it and follow it. Also, on the inside back cover were the verses of salvation, uh, 
R, he signed his name and dated the back page. Also along the edges of the two pages were the names of the other 11 miners who perished in the mine. Okay, isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories. I just, you know, the, you know, the, the, the media sees the, the mine as being a big tragedy, and we're going, yeah, it was a big tragedy. But you know something? Out of that tragedy, 12 people got saved are now in heaven with Christ. So it's, uh, you know, and a little girl found out that, uh, that the Bible was the word of God. So, and you know, and it's just, it was the little Gideon Bible, that little Gideon Bible. Research has it that, that these little Bibles here will pass through, will, will pass through about seven people's hands in its lifetime. And, and if, if, if God's word, if what God's word says, it will not return void, how many people are affected for the kingdom? So I want to encourage you. Uh, thank you for letting me be here. Um, encourage you about Gideon's. If you want to talk to me about Gideon's, I'll be more than happy to talk with you about that. And thank you again for letting me come. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Appreciate thank it, buddy. Thank you, <laughs> Yeah, more stuff than I do. Yeah. <laughs> more stuff than I thought I had. I need to get a bigger podium. <laughs> Got it. All right. It's <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've always had a heart for the Gideons. I, I appreciate them so much because, as he said, um, they don't take money for it. When they go somewhere and hand out Bibles, they pay their way there. They pay for their room and board, and every dime that, they, that is given goes to, to, to getting Bibles into the hands of people. And I remember Gideon saying something one time that, that really hit me. He said, we can go to Moscow, Russia, and hand out Bibles all day long, but we can't go to Moscow, Idaho, and hand them out, and the college is there. And how sad that is, uh, that, that we are in, you know, in that at that point as a society, but I appreciate so much what they do. So I'm going to, I don't know where the offering plate is, but I was going to have, have somebody put it back there on that table if you would. And if you can, and I know we've had a lot of things lately where we've uh, been supporting a lot of different things, but I'm going to ask you one more time to support the Gideons as we, as we close. Can you stand please? (coughs) Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for those that are faithful to take your word uh, to the world that needs it so desperately. I thank you, Lord, for the lives that are changed, turned around, the souls that are saved because they got their hands on a Bible. Lord, it's happened so many times. The gospel is powerful. It is life-changing. And Lord, I thank you for that gospel message that goes out through the work of the Gideons. And I pray, Father, that you will bless them in a special way Bless Doug and the work that he does, and I ask your hand will be upon him and every church that he goes. Give him an anointing and a blessing as he speaks there. And I thank you for everybody here today and the hand of God that is upon them. And we love you and we praise you for all that you do in Jesus' holy name. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Thank you, folks. Good to see you today.